0: One thing, if you ask me, what I knew about money growing up mm-hmm. as a child, is that one, money did not grow on trees. <laughs> I yeah. definitely knew I wanted to be wealthy because mm-hmm. I tried the other thing, I didn't like it.
1: They're not being wealthy. They're
0: not being wealthy. <laughs> you want to do something because you want to earn money, then pick a career that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money is not everything, yeah. and I know it's poor people who say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier to say that.
1: Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Financially Incorrect. Um, Last week, we we had Bright Gameli, who's in the tech space. Today, we have an entrepreneur um, in the name of Kanye O'Hawa. She's the CEO and founder of All Foundry Limited, a company that is in graphic design and branding, and that has, I guess, um, diverged into multiple other things through the process, um, one way or another. Um, so we have Kanye Howard here today and we're going to find out, I guess, um, how many journey, um, the process of, um, setting up the company, um, running that, running a family thereafter, um, the courses that she took and I guess what it's like to be in the creative space right now. Um, yeah. So welcome.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, how do you, maybe let me start with like, how do you, um, um, define yourself as, as as Kanye?
0: That is an incredibly complex question. Uh-huh. Um, the standard answer would be I'm a mother, wife, entrepreneur, human. Human? The less, yes.
1: <laughs> human, like in the biological sense of human?
2: or Yes. Like, okay.
0: When you think about it, everything else that you use to define yourself is actually a label. Mm-hmm. You know, like for instance, I'm a mother. Yeah yeah i'm a wife yeah. i am i'm an entrepreneur those are all labels yeah so when you think about it it's actually a philosophical question when you think about it and this is we might go down a garden path if you're not careful <laughs> yeah about how do you define yourself okay you know if you removed all those labels yeah. what are you yeah
1: who like are you? who are you what are you you know
0: yeah. i'd say i'm i'm what i'd call a curious soul okay i'm curious i i love creativity I love adventure to some extent
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I love creation creation yeah okay
1: um, when you say adventure to some extent is that like um, adrenaline junkie seeking uh, like bungee jumping and stuff like that oh no or... no 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 no. Yeah. no
0: no not not quite to that level okay Though I've not yet had my midlife crisis so maybe that's coming <laughs> but you know I love to travel yeah I love to see new things I love to meet new people um I love the idea of discovering new things Mm. so I'm always learning something new okay interesting
1: so um at financial incorrect we basically talk about people's money journeys I guess is what we like to say so um, let me start by asking what kind of environment did you grow up in in a money sort of context Um, and what what did your parents teach you about money Um, if so if they did directly teach you or indirectly teach you about money
0: Okay. Um, So I grew up in what you'd call a middle income family. Okay. My parents were, my father was employed. Uh, My mom was self-employed. Money always felt tight when we were growing up. Mm -hmm. We went to local schools. The one thing, if you ask me what I knew about money growing up Mm -hmm. as a child, is that one, money did not grow on trees. (laughs) Because that was a statement that yeah. was bandied around the house a lot, you know.
1: What did you at the time when you were being told money doesn't grow on trees? Like, what was your understanding of that statement at that, that time? That
0: money was hard to come by. It was a complicated, complex process of acquiring money. Mm-hmm. So, it it was usually that statement was always used whenever you asked for something,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, or you've been considered to have used money in, you know improperly mm-hmm. so told you know money doesn't grow on trees eh?
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I remember even one time my father telling us go show me that tree outside you've seen money growing on <laughs> and then he posed yeah so we're kind of confused you're like should I go outside and look for the tree yeah or should I just sit here quietly and, and pretend less,
2: yeah
0: and wait for the next statement you yeah. know so um that's that's basically how we grew up and I can see how it actually impacts my life even now because mm-hmm. Money. I always feel like money is very emotive mm-hmm. and very, um, what do you call this, very, you need to be in a certain mindset mm-hmm. for money to work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And because we grew up thinking that money is complicated,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it still kind of feels that way.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: you think philosophically that, you know, being told money doesn't grow on trees, do you think it made it it made you sort of think it's difficult to find money and complicate the process for you to generate money and revenue in your future life
0: it felt like money was something that you needed to have a certain level of cleverness to Mm. acquire and it was not an academic cleverness because let me tell you ask were was smart
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but how many were you guys you said us guys
0: we were, we were four we were four kids okay so I'm the first one okay um, we're three girls and one boy mm-hmm. and then of course my two parents yeah who are still around with us yeah thank God um, so it always felt like I always thought that money was something that some people were just blessed with you know mm-hmm. and especially the older I grew because I knew people who are... I would consider not so smart, mm-hmm. incredibly wealthy. So i ask, what is wrong with me? I mean, I'm so smart. Yeah. But these guys seem to be able to make money so easily. Yeah. And that's when I said, it started occurring to me that maybe money is a mind thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That that making money is more of a mind thing than a, um, a mindset than a um, academic yes. smartness. Yes. So there was there was no direct association between book smarts and school smarts and and...
0: yes there was absolutely no in in my mind there was no correlation between the two. Yeah. Yeah. That you needed to have a certain mindset. Yeah. For it to work either that or some really really rich relatives. Relatives. Yeah.
1: And even so and and for in in your context at the time where rich relatives coming by money as a result of God's blessings. you know on God's favor or was it like we've worked hard or or they're doing different things from your parents and so they've figured more money
0: to me it was God's blessings because no one worked harder than my parents
1: in as far as you in as
0: far as I knew yeah no one worked harder than they so people Mm -hmm. who I thought were very
1: wealthy Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah they were laid on hands or something yeah yeah
1: what is your perspective now of money yeah of, of that same that same no that same, <laughs> that equation same scenario if your parents were the hardest workers in the room and people generated money because of God's favor
0: I think that now what I understand is that you need to have a certain level of financial um, financial awareness mm-hmm. there's certain things you need to know about money mm-hmm. to make it work for you uh-huh. you know and maybe I think growing up the way our parents were socialized is that you work hard you go to school you work hard you get a good job you get paid well and you climb slowly up the ladder mm-hmm. and then one day you retire and get and start your own business or something like mm-hmm. that and you know you have enough to, to keep you going to keep you going also you don't want too much because money was also the root of all evil <laughs>
1: so you don't want too much yeah okay so you've grown up in this um, I guess relatively um, I, don't, I don't use the word constricted in terms of the de- de- definition understanding of money in that it's hard to come by it definitely does not grow on trees so how then or rather, so did you have any financial goals like when you were when you were growing up did you have any financial things that you wanted to achieve Like, were you like i want to be a millionaire i want to be a billionaire i
0: definitely knew i wanted to be wealthy Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because i tried the other thing i didn't like it
1: they're not being wealthy they're
0: not being wealthy (laughs) yeah so i definitely knew i wanted to be wealthy wanted to live in a big house drive an excellent car yeah travel around first class yeah you know and have all the things all the trappings of money yeah which also made me feel low-key guilty because remember money mm-hmm. is the root of all
1: evil evil so i at your core you must be evil. so like yeah so to, to something
0: i'm I, I am a bad bad person uh, yeah. but please give me the money so that i can prove <laughs> how bad i am
1: and was this now a motivator for you in in primary high school um that for, for how hard you are working um in order for you to achieve this big house
0: um Yes and no, because I think because we grew up in a middle-income family, in mm-hmm. as much as I had these ideas about money, we also did not struggle that much, okay. you know? So we were relatively comfortable. Yeah. So I never felt so driven. I just knew that one day it was going to kind of work out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I never felt like so driven. It, like it was wasn't
1: not going to work out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I never felt so driven that... You know, I would do anything to make money. I through like when I was in high school and stuff like that. I'm a creative, yeah. So I used to make money by making cards for people, in high doing school. small paintings, yeah,
1: okay.
0: and doing calligraphy. How much
1: would you charge people at that time?
0: Gosh, I can't even remember. Maybe it was like twenty bob or something. It was something ridiculously yeah. small, you know. And
1: what were you doing with the Now the twenty shillings that you get, what do you do? No, oh, I it eat
0: then? all of it, every last cent of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was no... so. And, there was and, no saving. There was no saving. I did was, not have
0: a saving culture at all. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, me and a couple of friends of mine would do this thing over Christmas where we paint the, the windows of mm-hmm. shops. Mm-hmm. So it used to be a thing. I don't think you're old enough to...
1: No, I am not old enough yeah. to know that that was a thing. So that was a thing. Yeah.
0: Before stickers came on and, you know, people stopped decorating their shop windows mm-hmm. for Christmas, mm-hmm. we'd actually hand paint the windows. Mm-hmm. So you go around town... Asking whether you can paint someone's windows, haggle on the price, mm-hmm. agree on a price, and then you paint the windows. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is that we made, we would then immediately go to a place called Wimpy.
1: Yes, where I know Wimpy. You know Wimpy? Yeah.
0: Okay, so there's hope for you. Okay. <laughs> um, and eat everything that we made that day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the, ob- the, the objective... Maybe
0: enough for bus fare.
1: To go back home. Yes. But the objective of, of the work and the money was to be able to go to Wimpy, eat food, yes, and go home.
0: and go home. And it an a very successful day yeah yes okay
1: um you then go on to university Mm -hmm. connect for me your choice in um degree vis-a-vis the career you want to take on in relation to your dream of becoming uh a wealthy big house you know individual individual yeah
0: wow okay so I think from when I was in standard three I knew that I was going to be some sort of creative Okay. yeah I had this innate ability to be able to draw paint that was my thing yeah kind of got into a lot of trouble when I was in primary school because you know we we're many kids we we're going through the same school system and that time textbooks never used to change too much mm-hmm. so the the understanding is that when you're given the textbooks at the beginning of the year
2: mm-hmm.
0: you will be handing them back to my dad at the end of the year so they can be passed on to the next child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine were kind of hard to do that with because mm-hmm. they were full of drawings. Mm. They were very colorful. Mm. It used to frustrate him to no end yeah. because we'd talk about it at the beginning of the year and somehow by the end of the year... And you were the firstborn, so... And I was the firstborn. I was yeah. supposed to be the setter of standards, Yeah, you know. Um, so I always knew that I was going to end up as a creative in my mind i thought i was going to be this amazing fine artist who would be selling art pieces whenever she felt like for millions of dollars Mm -hmm. and hence achieve my dream Mm
2: -hmm.
0: of fame and fortune Mm -hmm. uh the reality was a little bit different very different actually Mm -hmm. um i ended up in university i actually did a degree in fine art in fine art yes. yes it was a huge fight because during this was in the eighties and nineties,
2: mm-hmm.
0: growing up that time, being a creative was not socially acceptable as a career choice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was considered art was considered for people who had failed everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now here Lit- I am.
1: Literally academics failed getting no art. Yes. Yeah. Or
0: something yeah. or plumbing or something like that. Right. Uh. Here I am, firstborn, national school, smart. And I want to do art, you know, as my chosen career. Thank God I was very stubborn because I actually held out and did what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what oh, were
1: the options that the options you didn't want to take?
0: Oh, I could have been a banker, I could have been a doctor. There were those acceptable career choices, mm-hmm. you know, engineer, lawyer, Banker. Right. You know, medicine, yeah. architect. Mm-hmm. All those were allowed.
1: Oh, why not architecture actually?
0: Well, I did think about architecture, but I don't do well with straight lines. Ah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Also, math was just a little bit problematic for me.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So it occurred to me that maybe architecture might not work.
1: <laughs> might not be the place for you. Might not be the place okay. for
0: me. I was more of what you call an organic artist. Okay, yeah. so you
1: get into 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 fine. Into so I fine do art.
0: I do fine art. Right. I did that at uh, Kenyatta University. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very interesting. Was it three or four years?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Interspaced with a lot. This was in the nineties, yeah. in the mid nineties, and that time uh, riots in university were a big thing. Mm-hmm. So I remember, in fact, when I first got into university, we immediately shut down for a year because it was a huge riot. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and during that time, I was actually doing quite a bit of creative work okay. um, for people. I said illustrating, book illustrating. Mm-hmm.
1: This is now when you're at your first year in university? Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, I was doing cards and stuff like that. I was doing quite a bit too.
1: And how much are you charging people at that time? Are you still charging the 20, 20 shillings?
0: I was pr- probably maybe charging a slightly more, mm-hmm. maybe like 200 shillings or something. I really don't remember the numbers. Okay. You know. Um but it would give me bus fare, it would give me, it would give me something too. Because my parents were like, you're now a grown-up, eh? So if you need wh- to move around, So what was that? so their responsibility was fees? Yes, their responsibility was fees. Yeah. Yes.
1: Any money that you required Any thereafter? Any money
0: for my upkeep or anything like that, you sort yourself out.
1: Was it the same for your siblings who came after? Or do you think because you were the firstborn and like they needed to get you, you know...
2: I think oh, it was we, the same
0: for all of us, yeah. except, and she'll disagree on this, the last-born. Yeah. She just had the soft life, you know. She was ferried everywhere and, yeah. you know, would ask for money and get it so easily. We thought my dad had had a, uh, someone had exchanged <laughs> my father for someone yeah. else, you yeah. know. Yeah, maybe the aliens had come and taken him. Yeah. And, because yeah. with someone else because yeah. we couldn't understand
1: how she's able to how get... her
0: life was so soft and us guys were just like go sort yourself Total. out yeah okay so yeah.
1: literally through those 4 years any activity that you're doing anything that you need to pay for that's outside of school you yeah. have to come up with the money for that
0: yeah yeah so like in university i know i, I got i used to get a stipend okay um from, like for food from the
1: yeah government
0: no 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 oh. I never did the. I never did the. the what was it called? Help. Yeah. I never yes. did the help. Yeah. Thank God, so I don't own the government money. Yeah, at least not that way. Yeah. Um, and I, so I'd get I'd get a stipend for food from my dad. Mm-hmm. So we had an arrangement where every week he knows this is how much you're going to spend. Mm-hmm. So you get that mm-hmm. when you're going to school. I'd go home every weekend mm-hmm. to sleep and have my clothes washed. Mm-hmm. For a small fee
1: for a small fee i'd,
0: I'd pay the <laughs> oh I'd, I'd pay the house, <laughs> the house help of,
1: oh i see i see to, okay to
0: sort out my laundry yeah 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 okay yeah but um, anything else above that like my transport and stuff like that i'd actually sort it out myself
1: okay and at yeah. that time are you able to meet the new expenses
0: yes yes yes
1: yeah and yeah. are you making um are you making any other money to save or you know saving
0: aside? honestly saving never occurred to me until i was much older I thought saving is something that you do mm-hmm. when you've started making a certain amount of money. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I remember saving became a thing for me. My father made us all join the circle mm-hmm. and I'm immensely grateful for that because if he had not done that, mm-hmm. the circle is actually what grew my company. Mm-hmm. You know because by the time I was starting my company, at least I had saved quite a bit in the circle and I was able to get funding for different projects that I wanted to do on the okay. you know, from so, the circle.
1: So, at what point do you get to this get into the circle?
0: I think I was in my mid 20s.
1: So, by that time, um, you um, so you finished university, yeah. Do you start working somewhere or yes?
0: So, after university, I started working with uh furniture company i was supposed to be doing for them design i think didn't go very well i was there for like three months okay and then i got married very very close to finishing university
1: you got married before you finished no right after you finished. right
0: after i finished because i graduated in 99 and in 2000 i was married okay with child on the way okay yeah so i kind of had to figure out the whole so i i I was still doing my like book illustrations for some publishing houses Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but i was not really doing what you'd call i was not doing big projects you know
2: Mm. yeah
0: and then i think i got my first real employment Mm -hmm. uh in 2001 2001 yes
1: so the whole of 2000 um for all intents and purposes, the money is still hand-to-mouth. It's kind of hand-to-mouth, hand mouth. yeah. Okay,
0: yeah right. Yeah. Um, and in 2001, so I already have one child. Mm-hmm. 2001, I got my second child. Um, then got a job. I was doing graphic design mm-hmm. for a small graphic design company. Okay. And from there, I was actually poached by the guys who used to do our... Um, Pre production, pre print, pre printing, like a rep house. Yes. yes. So for, I went right. there and learned everything there was to learn about, you know, how to do pre production. Yeah. And then I was then poached by another graphic design company. Yeah. Um, the owner was leaving the country and mm. wanted someone to run the company. Okay. So he poached. What was the me time frame between these two jobs like, Something like uh, 10 months. No. Almost two years.
1: So That's really quick from. It was getting very, into employment to someone asking you to run. Yes. Run their company. Yes. And what's the what's the pay grade skip at these three different um, companies?
0: It it went up very gradually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me the biggest jump was when now I was, for all intents and purposes, running this company. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I started seeing that I could actually be a little bit comfortable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, but that didn't last very long, uh, because when this guy left the country, he was like, listen, I'm kind of not coming back. So you need to figure yourself out and we couldn't get along with his family. Okay. So then I quit and started all in sundry. Okay. Yeah. That was in 2003. Okay. So essentially
1: you, you become an entrepreneur three years after um, graduation, after graduation. Yes. And how do you, how does that even come up? How do you get the, the funding, the idea, the, the, how do you get the money to start the, the business?
0: So, um, there's a book, let me digress and okay, mm. not digress, but there's a book called The E-Myth, mm-hmm. The Entrepreneurial Myth mm-hmm. by a guy called, mm, I forget his name. Anyway, it's an amazing book for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost like a Bible for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. He talks about the entrepreneurial myth is that you see someone, you're employed somewhere mm-hmm. and you see someone doing something and you're thinking, if I'm making this amount of money for my boss, I mm-hmm. make it for myself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the entrepreneurial myth. Eh? Yeah. So that's basically what I did because I was like, this is not working out, mm-hmm. but I've been able to generate income. So why don't I generate income for myself? Yeah. So I basically jumped in knowing absolutely nothing about running. Okay. Apart from About, what I knew, yeah. but I remember, this is a company that I found structures and systems in place. Yeah. So now I jump into this space where I have to find a space, I have to set up uh, equipment. Um, I kind of went with quite a number of the clients because that company closed down shortly thereafter. Okay. The other one. Yeah. So the clients moved with me, so I already had a client base. Okay. So a small f- client fortunate base. Fortunate in that sense. I was very fortunate in that sense. Yeah. But I'd say that I basically kind of winged it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I had no idea what I was doing. I actually opened my first account, the company account, um, when I got my first paycheck.
1: Okay. Yeah. And and but do you have a? Do you rent an office? Do you? Yes. So where do you get the money to rent all of these things? My
0: husband. I remember it, he loaned me forty thousand shillings.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That was my startup um, amount. I walked down the street from where my where I was working before mm-hmm. on Kimathi Street, went up. I found this this is building called Nanak House mm-hmm. and went up to the fourth floor mm-hmm. and saw this space. It was a really odd space.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was kind of almost triangular in shape. It was a very irregular shape. Mm-hmm. Fell completely in love with it mm-hmm. and went to, I remember that time the, the agents were Knight Frank.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Went to the office on Kijabe Street, walked there and said, I want this space. And this guy told me, I'm sorry, there are like 10 people in front of you. Mm -hmm. And the deposit for that space was 5,000 shillings. Mm -hmm. It was 340 square feet.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And that's when I learned about, um, first of all, being tenacious. Because that space was embedded in me. Mm -hmm. I was not going to let it go. Mm -hmm. So every day for about two weeks, I would go there with my 5,000 bob check. So
1: here is the
2: deposit. I'm
0: like... Is it available yet? And he'd be like, imagine, now there are like eight people. Went on like that till I was the first one online. Mm. And I quickly paid for it and moved in. So now I've moved in, I'm like, okay, now I'm here.
1: So you have, 30, have 35,000 left. I
0: have 35,000 shillings left. What do I do? I need to create like workstations. Mm-hmm. So I got uh, my dad's fundi, he is called Odiambo. Mm-hmm. Excellent carpenter, not so good unsupervised. <laughs> so he did for me these shelves. i remember i left him for a day and he yeah. did these shelves that were so high that i literally had to get architectural chairs for us to sit we on worked. them right yeah but we kind of made it work okay um got a couple of friends and relatives who helped me paint the office mm-hmm. a nice bright sunny yellow and mm-hmm. black it was it was actually quite a you know uh it was quite a posh space
2: mm-hmm. when
0: we were done with it yeah took one of my dining room chairs mm-hmm. I had, a, I had a computer, mm-hmm. and it was a desktop, mm-hmm. and you know that time they were bulkier,
2: mm-hmm. yes, yes, so the process of
0: moving it from yeah. home to town yeah. was quite interesting. Um, bought a scanner mm-hmm. and hired my first employee. Okay,
1: and when you're hiring your employee, yeah. I mean I know you said you have the client base ready, but are you, are you sort of um, um, predicting and saying, yeah, there's going to be work that's going to come in, so I'm going to be able to afford
0: this person? Let me tell you I was winging a lot of things. Huh? Yeah. I was like work is going to come in enough to pay him. Yeah. I didn't do the math. So how did you how
1: did you even negotiate a salary with him?
0: So he was actually he was actually with me at the previous the place. Company, yeah. Yeah. So when it became clear that they were going to close the graphic design section, mm-hmm. he he asked me for a job. Mm. And I was like, "Sure, come on." Yeah. So I was paying him what I was paying him there uh, before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And how how many months' salary did you have um, at that point? How many? If you're looking back now, how many months um, of runway did you have?
0: I didn't even know what runway meant mm-hmm. by that point. Eh? Yeah. We're just kind of we're winging it. Yeah. Literally. I mean, there's some days where I'd have exact bus fare to get home, exact.
2: Mm. You
0: know, if I lose a shilling, You'll it's a rough walk. I'll need to walk. Yeah. You know. But somehow it kind of worked out. I didn't, we never considered having a runway or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time, I was very, I used to take steps of faith. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, God, you know, the salary, the rent is due. And I kid you not, like two days before rent is due, someone comes and pays me slightly more than I need to pay for rent.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's how we lived for like the first three years or so
1: so (laughs) and so primarily are are you making any money are you making any money
0: i had no idea i was i was not
1: were you paying yourself
0: oh no i was not paying myself i was however taking money like if i needed i was running that place like a kiosk Mm -hmm. yeah if i need and actually kiosks are actually better run than how i was running that place Mm -hmm. because if i needed money to go and buy milk and bread for the house i just take from the company
2: okay like petty cash
0: yeah like petty cash Completely unrecorded. I had. I remember I used to have this big black book where I'd put in all my expenses mm-hmm. and all my incomes and stuff like that. And sometimes I'd forget to put in stuff. Mm-hmm. So trying to to work it all out at the end of the month was very complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I got better at it as time went on, mm-hmm. but. I I was not making an income.
1: So because you mentioned you mentioned um, the circle that you're putting money in. So when when do you begin to put money in the in the circle? Is it at this point?
0: No, I started the circle before I even got uh, when I was still in employment.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Ah so you started before. So at this yeah. point are you still putting money in the circle? I'd put in
0: like three thousand shillings I think a month in yeah. a circle. the
1: circle. The whatever the bare minimum
2: Yes, whatever the bare minimum was.
0: was, that's what I'd just put in there. to me the circle was like a saving. Mm. I never even thought of it as credit. I was yeah. just saving. Yeah. And mostly because we had all been bullied by my dad into getting into the circle. Yeah. You know, and he would know if you are not saving. <laughs> so so we kind of doing it under duress. Yeah. yeah.
1: So when does that then change? I mean, because you talk about an investment that you then make in the in, in, in the company. Yeah. When does that then
2: change?
0: I think it was about And when do you two start paying years yourself? into the company.
2: Yeah.
0: Two years into the company. I didn't pay myself for a very long time. I think I did about three years or so or four years. Before I started paying myself, okay. and by that time, I had in I had um, I had invited my sister to join the company, mm-hmm. and so we needed to kind of formalize some things. Mm-hmm. So then we got onto our you know we got onto payroll
2: mm-hmm.
0: and did NHF and NSSF and all mm-hmm. of those that PAYE and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And so then that's when we started now paying ourselves.
1: Okay. Yeah. And were you paying yourself? What were you paying yourself? And was it at the same rate at the, as the company that you had No, no,
0: no, 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 no. There was this feeling that if I paid myself what I thought I was worth, I was mm-hmm. going to kill the company. Mm-hmm. So I always paid myself something very little. It was a tough couple of years
2: mm-hmm.
0: because it always felt like, you know, you're kind of, always on the edge Mm
1: -hmm. always
0: on the edge Mm -hmm. yeah
1: tipping point yeah and
0: this is where i'm saying i think money for me always felt like an energy Mm -hmm. because remember i'm coming from a point of view of where money is hard to come by yeah so that was my reality Mm -hmm. money is always hard to come by Mm -hmm. you make just enough to pay your bills Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but you'll never have enough to be comfortable
1: okay yeah Does that change at all? When or rather, when does the because I mean the company is is over over twenty years years now. Yeah. Um. So when does the big break happen?
0: (sighs) So, I think about. I think in 2010 Mm -hmm. is when it occurred to me that I needed help.
1: 2010. Yes. That's seven.
0: That's seven years. Seven years later. Yeah. I it occurred to me that I needed help because I felt like I was drowning. I'm. I'm no longer. I'm. I'm doing very little of what. I loved to do mm-hmm. at the time. I am always mired in paying of bills. Mm-hmm. I now have some more stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, payroll has become bigger. I'm trying to manage clients and stuff like that.
1: And as payroll has gotten bigger, are you paying yourself more?
0: Yes, so I'd say paying myself okay. a little bit more, but okay. it still always felt like not enough. Okay. You know, so. Not enough
1: based on your value or not enough based on your expenses?
0: Not enough, both of them. <laughs> both, both of them. Okay. I relied heavily on my husband.
1: I've now, like on the home front, and yes. everything's happening in the Yes. House. So I was yeah. like,
0: yeah, you take care of all of that.
1: So essentially, yeah. like he was taking care of
0: ha- yes. home, house. and He whatever. was. He was. He's the primary. Um, uh, what do uh, you call it? Breadwinner. For breadwinner the, for, for the house. For the house. And then yeah. you are trying to figure out this. And then this me, I'm project. trying to figure out this small other things. Yeah. You know. Um, so then I. I called in a financial consultant
2: Okay.
0: and we sat down. I was working with a company called Upo, who were amazing. Mm-hmm. First of all, I needed to build in systems because I had no systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And word to the wise, start with systems, even if you're just by yourself. Mm. It's easier to start with a framework then, and then grow into it. Yeah. Than trying to put in a framework after the fact, mm-hmm. so that was a very painful process. Mm-hmm. I think it took about two years or something for us to kind of get comfortable around okay. it and, and tweak it in a way that works for our industry, mm-hmm. you know. And so did that streamlined salaries to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, started now separated myself from the company mm-hmm. so that I had my own account. The company had its own account and all of that because before that i actually did not have my own account eh? oh really yes
1: so when you're paying yourself who who, who where are you paying yourself to i'm
0: taking cash i'm like sign a voucher here for
1: and then you take you... yes
0: <laughs> i'm telling you there are kiosks that are run better than how i was running that company yeah 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 okay okay
1: so um consultant comes in sets up structures takes you about two years to be able to do um, yes begin to clean up the books yeah
0: you know uh, before that i had accountants who their job was just keep me compliant
1: with the law yeah.
0: yeah and how they did that i really did not trouble my pretty little head about yeah you know because i also had it that i'm a creative i do not do finances
2: yeah
0: you know so i was in a bit of trouble mm-hmm. also with carry so okay. we needed to clean that up okay you know sat down said this is what we owe in you know back taxes and and you know all of the stuff like the penalties and stuff like that worked all of that out yeah so we got to a point where when an audit was done it was actually a real audit
1: yeah you know so nine years um nine years in finally the the sort of process seems to be working a little bit Mm -hmm. during that nine-year period, um, and maybe even a little bit after, maybe the question applies to a period after, how um, difficult was it um, to stay in this space um, and to remain in the, to remain self-employed, essentially?
0: Wow, it was incredibly difficult. It's still very difficult. Yeah, Because, one, I'm doing something that is, like, I think, you know, so, I've not told you what we were really doing when we started. So I was doing graphic design I was doing branded merchandise and then I kind of fell into doing stationery and by stationery I mean like handmade cards Okay. yeah and how I fell into that is that one Christmas we decided because our clients had been so good to us Mm -hmm. we decided to do handmade cards my thing is paper Mm -hmm. I've got a thing for paper Mm -hmm. we decided to do handmade cards as thank yous for Mm -hmm. our clients Mm -hmm and each and every last one of them came back and said please make for us christmas cards like those Mm -hmm. for our clients It was the busiest messiest christmas i've ever had Mm. you know because i think we worked until a week before christmas
2: Mm -hmm. to be knee
0: deep in paper you know 200 cards here 500 cards here and they're all handmade eh? Mm -hmm. so just doing that um, and we were one of the first first people in the industry to kind of do that Mm It was very difficult to get people to appreciate how much it should cost. Mm-hmm. So, for a long time, we were actually undercharging.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. How much were you charging? What was the, what was the
0: Gosh, undercharging? I think at that time, cards were like 50 bob or 60 shillings a card.
1: And what would be the true value?
0: Of a card like that? At that time? Yeah. At that time, maybe 300 shillings?
1: So, you're about... I don't even know in percentages. How badly off. Yeah. Very,
0: very low. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, and then the thing about graphic design also is especially in this market okay things have improved greatly Mm -hmm. because people now understand the importance of branding Mm -hmm. and things like that having good visual identities Mm -hmm. but at the time people had this impression that see you're doing it's like a hobby Mm
2: -hmm.
0: see you're lucky if I pay you
2: yeah
0: yeah so I spent, in fact, this was my biggest frustration, chasing money, mm-hmm. and especially from corporates. Mm. I didn't mind individual clients because they would pay a deposit mm. and pay the balance when the job is due. Yeah. Corporates, on the other hand, with their 30 the, days, their the LPO, which when you think about it, it's just a piece of paper.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah? Um, you'd be chasing them for money. And remember, I already have a very unhealthy relationship with money, so yeah. asking for it felt embarrassing mm-hmm. you know it just made Even me so angry money. yeah it just make me so angry I'm like why do I need to ask for my money yeah you know um, I quickly got over that because mm-hmm. it was either that or go hungry so yeah. <laughs> like so let's talk about money first yeah.
2: yeah
0: when do I get the deposit when do I get the balance yeah. you know those kind of things but it took a while yeah to get there so the creative entrepreneurial journey is incredibly difficult I was telling you earlier that I feel like the reason I did not give up is one I felt like maybe this was my plan A, B, C, and D, mm-hmm. and it was what I had. I had thrown a lot into getting into this space, yeah. So it felt like losing if I gave up,
2: yeah.
0: Um, also, I love what I do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When everything is working, I absolutely love it. it doesn't feel like working, yeah. You know. So for me, this is a passion driven um, business. Yeah, of course, I will have those 3am wake ups where I'm like, you need a job so you can get a pension and, you know, proper and a salary at the end of the month, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that happens a lot. And I think every entrepreneur will tell you that they do have those moments because the entrepreneurial <laughs> journey can mm-hmm. be incredibly lonely and hard. Yeah.
1: So, tell me about, because now I guess this is like a lot around the, the company and the entrepreneurship journey. Yeah. Now, for you at a time, like you as an individual in terms of saying, okay, fine. So, am I meeting my financial goals? Am I, I mean, outside of, of your husband who's taking care of the family and everything, like, am I at a place that I want to be? Um, do I have enough investments? Do I have enough, you know, you name it. Yeah, like, yeah. how are you dealing with those with those pressures? yeah?
0: I think for a very long time my way of dealing with it was not dealing with it
2: mm-hmm.
0: i was the proverbial uh, ostrich head in the sand mm-hmm. you know i'm like if i don't think about it it doesn't exist yeah you know um but of course at some point you have to think about it mm-hmm. because also there are things that i want to get for my family that i want to do for for myself
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know like i had upkeep I need to look a certain way, yeah. you know, um, that required money. Yeah. So luckily, because I'd already been saving in the circle for a while, I started taking loans and stuff like that for projects that I needed to run mm. or jobs that I needed to fund. I would, I would then, you know, get loans from the company, I mean, from the circle to do those things. Uh, I was... And I was—I belong to a number of chamas, mm-hmm. you know. So you know, you do the merry-go-round, mm-hmm. so you get cash. You're able to do stuff mm-hmm. and things like that. I never really had, for a very long time, I had no long-term plans, mm-hmm. no long-term financial plans.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I just, I I kind of thought that I'd reach a certain age and then—is
1: it that like you 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 couldn't uh, put it on your husband, or was it just not something that like? card to you like at all
0: it well it feels like i i always thought of money as two entities there was money family money Mm -hmm. and then there was money my money Mm -hmm. yeah so i always felt like the stuff that like my projects and stuff like that that was completely separate Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. what was happening in the family scenario Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah but at the same time let me tell you i'm really good at ignoring problems (laughs) Yeah. If I need to. Yeah. And I ignored it for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. Very and, long.
1: And and at this time, what are you teaching your kids about money? Um, Are you giving them the same money doesn't grow on trees?
0: Imagine, unfortunately, yes. At the beginning, that's what I was doing. Yeah. And I was like, money does not grow. Do you think money grows on trees?
2: Yeah.
0: And I remember the day I realized that, oh my God, I'm opening my mouth and my father is coming out, yeah. you know, and that kind of thing. And I'd always, you know, it, it always bothered me. Um... So I kind of changed my language a little bit, Mm -hmm. but the underlying rationale did not change because Mm -hmm. I tell them, listen, we can't do this because there's no money for this. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll do it when you have a little bit more money. Yeah. Yeah. So my children are also they're very, they're very, of course, they've grown up a lot more entitled than we ever did, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. But they're very, they'll be very, you know, like someone will come and tell you, like my son Nathan will tell you, "Mummy, you know, if you have a little money, can we do this? Yeah. You know, which tells you what he's, what he's thinking about money. Yeah. Yeah, that it's just, it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, there was that thing, but when I became aware of it, mm-hmm. I tried to change it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm still, that's still work in progress. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: So when it comes now to, I guess you and and your money journey um um when is there a conscious change um to whether it was to go after the money or to try and increase the revenue sources um when was there a conscious change for that
0: so first of all like when when i got in the financial consultant Mm. one of the things that we discovered is we were not making enough because we were actually running a very lean operation Mm -hmm. so what we needed to do is make enough so started becoming conscious about, I even remember hiring marketing guys and stuff mm. like that, you know, to bring in more business. But our business model really worked better when it was word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So then we started concentrating on doing the A best for job. our clients yeah, so that they can then refer us to other people. And that's how actually the business grew.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I have clients I've had from 2004 mm-hmm. to date. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I tell them, you know, I don't really do that anymore. They're like, yeah, but still, mm-hmm. do it for us. You're the yeah. one who knows our brand best and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So I, th- there was that conscious effort mm-hmm. to try and increase our client base, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it was going pretty well. Of course, until COVID hit, mm-hmm. you know, COVID was just a reset button, mm-hmm. you know. But I also acknowledge that maybe we had also had some downtime before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Because I think after the last election cycle, which was, uh, was it 2017? Uh,
1: no, last election. Be- no, 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 no.
0: Before COVID.
1: Uh, yes. yes. I
0: think it was 2017. Yeah. 2017, business had really dipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were just kind of getting back on our feet again. And then COVID happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I remember thinking, when I first heard about COVID, that was December mm-hmm. uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. I remember wondering this thing what are the chances that it would actually come to africa you know fast forward to i think our first case was in march or february Mm -hmm. uh and our first case is is announced yeah and literally in two days i lost 90 percent of our income Mm -hmm. our income that was supposed to be coming in Mm -hmm. because we were doing that time we had we had really got into the wedding space Mm -hmm. So these were weddings that clients were supposed to be coming to collect their jobs. As in, the jobs are done. We've yeah. been paid our deposits. Yeah. We're waiting for the balances. Yeah. You know? And then you lose almost all of them. Yeah. In one fell swoop. <laughs> and I was like, right. Yeah. This is interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: And then the country goes in a shutdown. Yeah. And luckily, by that time, I'd really learned how to prepare for the worst. mm mm-hmm. I should say, or maybe quickly recognize uh, problems, Mm -hmm. because immediately the country went into a shutdown. I wrote to my landlord Mm -hmm. and told them, listen, I don't think I'm going to be able to afford this space. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, My lease was coming up for renewal the next year, Mm -hmm. so I told them, please release me from my lease. And I think because everyone was in such shambles at that time, they actually agreed. Yeah." So I was able to let go of my space really quickly. I let go of my people. At first, we were doing this thing of when money comes in, we split it. Mm -hmm. You know, because we're doing very little work. Yeah. Um, We generally sit in the space of events. Mm -hmm. You know, we rely on events Mm. for invitations, um, branding, and that kind of thing. So the minute events were shut down, 99% of our business died. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it became obvious to me that I was not even able to sustain my people. Yeah. So then I had to let them go. Yeah. Which was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. Yeah. Because I'd had some of them for quite a while. Mm. You know, and tell them this is not working and they were so gracious. They were like, we can see it's not working. Okay. And who knows what's going to happen in future.
1: Let me ask you now, I guess having been an employer, I'm mm-hmm. someone who's getting into um, graphic design, what would be the um career um, what would be the career path Uh, what would be the four stages of multiple stages for them you know to progress in their careers and Mm. what should they or would they be expecting to earn at those different levels
0: i don't know about expecting to earn because Mm -hmm. our industry is so it's so difficult to Mm -hmm. get like information standardized standardized, yeah that's why we're
1: trying to get it here yeah
0: even (laughs) Till today, yeah. I honestly cannot tell you what the standards are in the industry because mm-hmm. you've got agency, mm-hmm. then you've got um, you've got the level of agency, mm-hmm. and then you've got the level of like now small farms like mine, mm-hmm. and then you've got the River Road guys, mm-hmm. and everyone has their kind of you know their range right. for pricing. Right, you can get a logo for maybe a thousand bob, fifteen hundred bob from River Road.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You can get the same logo done uh, for two hundred k. From a small company Mm -hmm. you can get the same logo done for three million bob Mm -hmm. or four million bob Mm -hmm. from an agency
1: and what's the difference
0: same work yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
0: the difference would be in so the guy in River Road you go up to him and tell him I want a logo Mm
2: -hmm.
0: yeah he'll ask you what colors do you want it Mm -hmm. what's a company name Mm
2: -hmm.
0: then he'll quickly do something
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah you come to someone like me and say I want a logo I'll ask you What's the, what's the company going to do? What space are you going to run in? Mm-hmm. Who's your competition? What are you looking to achieve? Um, what do you want your clients to feel when they see your identity? Mm-hmm. Do you need to figure out um, stationary? Do you need to figure out you know your, mm-hmm. your tone and language mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you communicate? Mm-hmm. You go to now the agency mm-hmm. and they'll take it a step further mm-hmm. they'll take exactly what i've just told you mm-hmm. and refine it even mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. that's the difference
2: mm-hmm.
0: so you've got three different price points for yeah. that i would say if you want to start a graphic design company right now start small start you see the creative industry is the creative is the business mm-hmm. yeah but at the same time you need to acknowledge these are my strengths mm-hmm. yeah so what am i really good at Mm. i'm good at graphic design i maybe need an illustrator Mm. i maybe need someone to do copywriting for me i need a printer i need so if you're gonna start this kind of business i would say start where you are start small build a team and they do not have to be people who you've hired permanently Mm. you can actually have people who come in on a project by project basis Mm. because now we are in the gig economy eh? Yeah. The whole point, in fact, the other day I sat down and just thought about how I've paid rent for almost, it was 18 years Mm -hmm. or something. And I did that math Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm not poor, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I could have bought a space, you know, with that money. But of course, at the time, you know, Uh, this is what made sense. Now, when I look at what I do, I don't really need an office space. Mm I just need my laptop yeah. and good Wi-Fi, yeah. and I'm able to do to produce excellent work. Yeah. Production can happen on my dining room table.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, um, I can call in people as and when I need them. Yeah. You know, so I've really moved from that space of I need a rental space mm-hmm. um, where people come and sit. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'd still like to build a team. Mm-hmm. I envision having a space where. People come in; they get inspired. I'm doing; I'm teaching people to do what I've because I've got over 20 years' experience.
2: Yeah,
0: I need to kind of pass that forward. Yeah, you know, teach people how to, especially design for production. That's mm-hmm. the biggest gap I see in the market. Mm-hmm. We've got excellent designers coming up, mm-hmm. but they were not taught how to design for production. Mm-hmm. So something that looks really good on the laptop mm-hmm. just looks really messy when it's produced, mm-hmm. either printed or branded on something or something like that mm-hmm. because there are things that you need to consider like yeah. color profiles and stuff like that and size and you know yeah. a lot of yeah. things um so i i envision myself in a space where i'm kind of teaching that mm-hmm. and at the same time have a small quasi agency type thing okay um but i'm also i acknowledge right now i'm in a space where i'm regrowing and also trying to decide what it is that i really want to do because I've also decided that maybe I'm too old to be doing graphic design myself. Okay. You know, I'm also kind of a dinosaur, I think, mm-hmm. um, when you look at all these young and upcoming people and, and how technology has really evolved quickly.
2: Mm.
0: You know, there's AI to consider, there's mm. all sorts of uh, software that you can now use to do the jobs that we used to do by hand at some point.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so maybe I'm in a space where I need to figure out how I am facilitating that kind of thing. Okay. You know i also when COVID happened i started painting mm. i went back to my first love which is painting i do watercolors i teach watercolors and i paint mm-hmm. so i sell my paintings mm. i've gone back to doing um hand-done cards mm-hmm. painted and i'm trying to position myself into a niche market yeah. for that yeah, yeah? Okay. so i'm i'm in transition yeah. i'm in transition yeah but i'd say first you have to love if you want to get into this creative space you need to love what you do thoroughly because if you don't when those speed bumps start coming up yeah, you give up yeah yeah.
1: okay actually I'll segue into it because I have two final questions um, the first one is your financial low and financial high yes
0: wow financial low which one do I pick so <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of my financial lows was laws when was when I could not pay my people.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that for me was a real low, mm-hmm. especially when I feel like I've been in business so long
2: mm-hmm.
0: that you know this should not be it's
1: happening to should you. not be
0: happening to me. You know, mm-hmm. I am some sort of failure because of that. Mm-hmm. That I remember that felt really really bad. My financial high was a time when I broke through a mental barrier that I had about money. Mm-hmm. I remember it was I was doing a job for for I'd been I'd been hired by KPLC to do some brand merchandise, mm-hmm. and I needed to raise about three million bob in a week mm-hmm. to do that job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I raised that money,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. From
0: from I got some money from the circle, mm. I borrowed some money from I think my husband and a friend. It,
1: and this was the money to produce the stuff, and then yes, they pay you. Then, then, then they, they did pay their, me a ninety day.
0: They thing. luckily that yeah. time they were doing thirty days, but also I become smart enough to know that people don't necessarily keep the promises mm-hmm. they they talk about. Yeah. So I had given myself some space. Yeah. Just in case, mm. so I was able to pay everyone else. Everyone comfortably mm-hmm. make my small margins and move on. But the big thing for me there was discovering that I could raise a certain amount of money in a very short period. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that that's, that, that's so now I'm manifesting, f- you know, fifty million bob
1: in in three days.
0: In three months, yeah. Just putting it out there. Yeah, you know, the universe is a way of. <laughs> Hearing you, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, and my final question is actually around, um, I guess, your children, and, and specifically your son, who's who's um, modeling. Um, in you said he's in he's in it,
0: Paris in Paris right now.
1: Yeah, and I guess if there's any financial considerations um, you gave to him um, for whatever contract, you said he's represented by multiple agencies across yes. um, across the you. world, and, and what that was like for you i guess and is is his money his or is, is his money ours he was you know,
0: his money is his <laughs> yeah um first one of the things i would say as a parent is facilitate your children to do the things that they love
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah my children have picked very interesting career paths mm-hmm. so my daughter nicole is actually she's a fine artist and a musician mm-hmm and also a teacher yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: and is unreasonable about pursuing the things that she loves mm-hmm. so my job is to facilitate that and because I'm a creative I kind of got that
2: mm-hmm.
0: my son is a fashion model he's a boxer mm-hmm. and is also a fine artist mm-hmm. yeah now I got the I got the creative part I didn't get the book the boxing mm-hmm. when he first announced that this is what he wanted to do he's a
1: boxer and a model
0: yes okay. very strange combination yeah
1: I mean the... but kind
0: of works for him
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know um, and I did the thing that most parents do and it actually you know it helped me also understand where my parents were coming from
2: because
0: mm-hmm. I was like I'm sorry what no it's maybe good as a hobby but not as a career mm-hmm. and the reason I was doing that is because I couldn't see the career path
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah um, now i acknowledge that i appreciate that my parents were also doing the thing that they were doing because they could not see the career path Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 they do that because they love you they don't want you to go and get stuck Mm -hmm. yeah but one of the things that i've also learned is that we are bringing up children for a world that we don't even understand Mm -hmm. we we cannot even imagine it Mm
2: -hmm.
0: yeah and sometimes these gifts they're put they're put in them by God.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So your job as a parent don't you don't necessarily have to understand it but encourage it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Andrew has gone into this space where he is he's now modeling which he fell into quite accidentally but works for brands like Jean Paul Gaultier and you know has done Rick Owens and you know all these guys. Mm-hmm. It's it's very surreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've had conversations about money mm-hmm. a lot because I don't want him to have the mental barriers that I had about money. Mm-hmm. So, and I know he's going to get to a point where he's still relatively young in the mm-hmm. industry,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so his breakthrough has not yet happened. But when it happens, it happens big. Yeah. Where you're getting. Eighty thousand. I mean, his breakthrough euros. hasn't
1: happened, but he's already like in the he's on the in the one percent. Yes, he's already in the yes, um, one percent. Fashion models already. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: You know, he's going to get to a point where he earns like, you know, fifty thousand euros for one for a three-day gig. Yeah. You know, and what I've been talking to him about is, and all of them actually is about passive income. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, start building, because they're young. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you start doing these things now. Mm-hmm. By the time you're 30, you'll be independently wealthy, Yeah. you know, without having to think about some rela who's going to die somewhere and, you know, give gives to you and, and yeah and a business. You know,
2: yeah.
0: you'll be independently wealthy. You'll be in the unique position of being able to choose what you want to do because a lot of people do things for their careers yeah. because they need to earn money, yeah. not because they love them.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You'll be in a position where you can about to choose what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, so we talk about that a lot.
2: Yeah.
0: Has it sunk in? I'm not sure. We'll (laughs) see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But his money is his money. Yeah. Our job as parents was to basically set him up. Yeah. When he's needed some pocket money, we'll send it because he's still at the point where, you know, things are still kind of a little unstable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same thing with uh, my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. She earns a small salary. It's probably not enough to live on. So, you know you kind of...
1: Facilitate. You facilitate facilitate that.
0: Because at the end of the day, what's the mark of a successful parent when your children are completely independent of you?
2: Yeah.
0: And they're financially able to take care of themselves and they're able to manage this world and navigate it properly. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I I would say facilitation Mm -hmm. is a must. And somehow it kind of works. It, you know, it's still hard, i am not yet independently wealthy i'm still keeping hope alive that i'm going to be yeah. soon yeah uh, but it 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 works yeah yeah okay
1: um last question um looking back now i guess you talked about you know when you were deciding what you're going to study in university there were multiple other career options that were being thrust upon you mm. um, when you look at your cohort the lawyers the doctors engineers architects um, do you still think it was worth it? Yes. And I'll ask you this in a vacuum. So I'll, I'll okay. ask I'll ask you in two ways. One, in the life, um, you know, philosophical sense, and then two, in a financial, a strictly financial vacuum. Okay. Do so you still think it was worth it. Yeah, so two answers.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, those two answers are going to be so different. Yeah. So from a financial point of view, yeah. I'd say, man, if you decide to do something creative, especially in this country, yeah. hey, you're you're going to struggle financially yeah you're definitely going to struggle financially you know um, you you need to decide and i guess is what a lot of people decide do i do this because i want to earn money or do i do this because i love it
2: mm.
0: you know if you decide you want to do something because you want to earn money then pick a career that works
2: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> honestly yeah but if you ask me from a philosophical point of view yeah the only thing i would change about um the course that I picked was that I sh- I should have combined it with a financial literacy program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should have figured out the money a lot earlier on. Yeah. yeah, in business. Yeah. And I did business education in high school, but let me tell you I failed it seriously, yeah. <laughs> because it was very academic.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we never like really practical. thought it was, about
0: yeah. we never thought about it as, you know, you're running a business. Yeah. And it was never really th- taught that way actually. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember i time going to South Africa to one of these universities. We had gone for something when I was in university
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I remember going to their creative um, department mm-hmm. and every program they had had an entrepreneurial element, element added it, to yeah. it, which I thought was fantastic, you know, because then you're shown how to become market ready. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only thing I'd changed. Okay. But I'd still be doing the same thing I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, at the end of the day, the life philosophical element trumps financial.
0: Oh, yeah. Because money is not everything. Yeah. And I know it's poor people who say that. <laughs> it's easier to say that <laughs> when you don't yeah. have it. <laughs> you know. But um, there are people who have all the money in the world yeah. and are deeply unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. There are people who have nothing. Yeah. And are so joyous. Yeah. You wonder what keeps them joyful. Yeah. So you discover that maybe the two are not connected. Yeah. Of course I'd like to have a lot of money so I can prove that theory wrong. Yeah. You know? But i understand (laughs) theoretically that money's not everything yeah okay all right
1: well thank you so much um i think that was like um an interesting perspective to hear one from a parent's perspective um of money and and, and children and i hope you guys have enjoyed the episode as well um just remember to like and subscribe on the youtube page and available on spotify and all your listening platforms